Previously on the Black and Blue Report. Well, Mark Ingram joins us here on day one. We all came out here focused today, uh, trying to improve, trying to get better. And every day, we have to, every, every man has set a goal of coming out here and getting better. We're pleased to welcome in Eric Gordon, who's coming off of one of his best seasons as a Pelican. I think we'll be top two in the league. I think we'll be right around 110. I think, I mean, we, we have those type of scores to do that. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go, Black and Blue Report for Friday, and greetings again from the Greenbrier in West Virginia. Welcome inside the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans with John DeShazer. I'm Sean Kelly. I know everybody's excited about Friday. Uh, the Saints, it's just another day, and <laughs> Friday is not yet to come as they uh, are moving through again these opening days of training camp. Beautiful weather here this morning. Uh, this is what these players love about training camp in West Virginia. Yeah, started out with a little bit of a cloud cover and mist and fog, but now it's burned off and it's beautiful up here. And I mean, no humidity and it's maybe 82 degrees or so. So, you know, sorry folks back home. That's just the way it is right here. We're toughing it out though. We're sledding through. That's right. Um, all football today for us in our conversation is, as John says, we're sledding through. Heath Evans stops by. We haven't seen Heath in a while and he was here covering uh, the Saints, his former team for NFL Network, so he'll be a part of our Black and Blue Report today. And then Brandon Cooks here in his second year, and just like last year, he's off to a great start to training camp. Have you noticed anything no different about number 10? Well, 10, I mean, he, he looks more decisive. I mean, you come in as a rookie, and this playbook is so much to absorb, especially on offense. But, uh, you know, now that he seems to have it down pat, he, he looks to be a lot more decisive in his actions and what he's doing on the field. And that's what he wanted to get to. He says he's going to be able to play faster if that's possible for him. He says he's going to be able to play faster because of his knowledge in this system now. All right, some news items from uh, today. Marcus Colston came off the pup list today. Danelle Ellerby did not practice. Uh, and Tim Lolito was full go, and I know there were some questions about his abilities to uh, participate today. But other than that, uh, what, what jumped out at you as far as day two goes? Well, you know, we're trying to take a little bit more of, of a look at the uh, quarterback situation because we know that, you know, Garrett Grayson is going to be the, the quarterback of the future, so to speak. He was drafted in the fourth round. He's a rookie. He's probably going to be on this roster this year. We know Drew Brees is your number one quarterback. So if you're going to have three, that battle is going to be between Luke McCown and Ryan Griffin, and we don't know exactly which way it's going for those guys. This morning's practice didn't look so great for Ryan Griffin. Didn't have a really good practice this morning. Had a couple of PBUs against him so that didn't fare very well for him and he did look pretty good on Thursday as did Luke McCown so you know we're going to see how that shakes out we're going to play a little bit more attention to what those guys are doing and we also noticed some about the running backs you know Tim Hightower looks pretty good to, to make this team I believe I mean he he is getting high regards from the coaches you see him out a lot in in this rotation in the in the running back rotation you know he Kyrie Robinson Mark Ingram and CJ Spiller he looks like he's going to fit well with this team and of course you know we got to keep monitoring the run, the, uh, the the wide receivers, because we don't know how it's going to shake out there. We'll get a better look at the lineman. We've been talking about Andres Pete, the rookie. We know he's backing up Zach Streif at the right tackle. We'll get a better feel for exactly what those guys in the front seven are doing tomorrow when they have their first padded practice. Going to be a lot more physical. But, you know, as for the skill position guys, we're going to keep on monitoring those because there are some battles to be had there. No, there's no doubt about that. You mentioned PBU, pass breakups. We've seen a lot of those here in the first two days, not only in the secondary, but even up front on the line or in the box, as they say, especially today. Well, these guys have been drilled and drilled and drilled. Look, we want to create more turnovers. How do you do that? you got to be more aggressive defensively. Now, the defensive linemen did a great job today of getting their hands up and batting down some passes. But we see a very, very aggressive secondary. These guys are jumping routes. 
their clothing, showing some great clothing speed. And guys like Brandon, Brandon Browner has shown the ability to get his hands on the receivers at the line, to redirect them. It's so much as so as to redirect them out of bounds from time to time. But he's certainly able to close down those those alleys and those windows and get his hands on footballs. He, Keenan Lewis, we saw Raphael Bush with a nice pass breakup. Stanley Jean-Baptiste had a really nice pass breakup today. So, you know, those guys are showing some of that aggressive aggression. They want them to play a lot more man-to-man -man at cornerback, and they're going to have to be up to the task. Yep. Uh, with LRB out today, there was some shifting around with the linebackers, wasn't there? Yeah, rookie Stephon Anthony came in, played middle linebacker, and they were able to shift David Hawthorne over to the wheel. So Stephon Anthony, for layman's terms, he was the guy who was called, playing middle linebacker and calling the signals defensively. That's what he did in college. They want to get him acclimated to that here in the NFL. But he's played some wheel also, you know, during OTAs and, and training camp and mini camp. So they're trying to get him a little bit accustomed to playing both positions because, you know, who knows? There might come a time where the wheel linebacker gets injured, Stephon Anthony, is a guy who can step in and play Will, or if David Hawthorne gets injured at the at the mic, he can go in and play the middle linebacker. So you want to have as much versatility as you can. How old Kakaha ran with the ones today, John, and and we saw him at different spots at times. Yeah, saw him at the jack a little bit, you know, kind of flexing outside, and, and he's he's a pass rusher. We know he's going to be rushing the passer, but he also dropped off in zone a little bit. So you know, again, the more versatility you have, the better. He's going to be a guy who's probably going to be flip flopping back and forth from that position, maybe with Anthony Spencer. Some we also know that Cam Jordan's going to play some jack linebacker. So we'll see exactly what Hal can do and how fast he learns this offense. He's had again, he's had some OTAs, he's had a mini camp, getting out here and trying. Trying to put it back in play in training camp is different, but again, Coach Payton said we'll get a better feel for a lot of those guys when they put those pads on tomorrow and get to you know get to really shoving each other around. Yeah, hopefully faster than uh, John and I learned how to play euchre from Jim Henderson last night at the hotel. He said the full team periods today focused a lot on first down situations and the run game, and there was a ton of special teams today too, especially kickoffs and kickoff. Return. We'll take our quick uh, first quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk with Heath Evans from the NFL Network. Brandon Cook's also with us today, and then John and I will preview tomorrow. A big day, uh, that third practice here at Saints training camp. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. 
Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. You know, one of the best things about training camp is we get a lot of friends to stop by and watch practice with us, and that's exactly what we're here this morning is former Saints fullback Heath Evans is kind enough to come by the Greenbrier and check out practice. How are you? You look great, by the way. <laughs> well, thank you. Looks could be deceiving. Sean's <laughs> like, you can still play. I'm like, nah, don't, don't call me until, like, December if you got to have me. <laughs> now, you're with the NFL. What? Yeah, you know, it's always a pleasure getting here. I mean, there's very few guys actually still left on the team that I played with, but you know, it's still a Sean Payton-led organization, and so everything's familiar, and it's good to see Breeze and the boys. Yeah, Drew was talking about that yesterday. I think there's like only four or five guys left kind of from that core that I guess we got to know so well. Yeah, I mean, 2009 is, is long and gone, you know, so um, they're trying to duplicate the success that team had. At, um, you know, we'll see where uh, this team leads them. A conversation here in the last couple of days about Almost seven, oh eight, and into oh nine. What do you remember about the culture of that football team that possibly could reemerge here? Well, oh nine. I mean, you just had you had a lot of smart, tough guys, and and everyone wants to kind of try to reinvent this game. And it's it's not that tough. It's physically tough, and it's mentally tough. But you look at uh, people trying to do too much at times. You see it every year around the league. The thing that we had in New Orleans was just that. We had a bunch of older veterans, and we had guys that kind of been there, done that, and they knew how to lead the younger guys. Uh, younger guys have to be willing to, to buy in. Um, Sean knows how to get them there. Drew knows how to get them there. Mickey knows how to get them there. It's just a, a humble attitude, I think, was probably the core basis of our 0-9 team, that people didn't really care who got the shine on Sunday. We just wanted to win. And, um, you know, Sean's going to get back to the basics, and I expect it to be a good year for uh, the Houdat Nation. How are you watching practice today? Do you look at a particular group, a particular player? What's what's your process? <laughs> well, Rob can confuse the heck out of me, even <laughs> even though I'm not playing anymore. You know, so I always try to kind of say, what was the play that Sean put on the field, and how did Rob try to attack it? You know, obviously they script these practices, so it's always a good idea. You, you can look at, okay, what's Rob's thought process and what's Sean's thought process, and you can gain a lot out of that. So I know Sean inside and out. Um, I don't know Rob all that well, but uh, I know uh, scheme-wise, it's always fun to try to digest what he's doing is Sean one of those guys that you know now he's now he's about to enter really his second decade as the head coach of this program and and no matter the sport the good ones always reinvent themselves in some way in some way is Sean Payton ready to do that um I guess I guess my question would be, what do you mean by reinvent? You know, because I look at, you know, like the, the two coaches that I, I hold in the highest regard are Sean and, and Bill. And in the sense of reinventing their way of challenging the team, I think that's necessary. I think uh, always coming at your team in a new, fresh way. But the I said a minute ago how just this game isn't that difficult. Mm -hmm. And when you keep guys focused on the fundamentals and the basics of this game, you can win and have sustained success. And I think that's what Sean's ultimately trying to do. Last year, you, you watched those tapes, and it was just the, the free-fall aspect of, of so many areas of so many different games were just, they were head-scratchers. And so I think, you know, I would tell Sean, don't reinvent anything other than a way to, you know, reestablish how to motivate this squad. You know, how do you put them in the best position? Because every group of 53, the characters are so different. And that's how you have to reinvent, how do I touch each and every player to get them at their best? Yeah. You're always going to be on the inside with this program, but in some sense now with your new role, you do look from the outside in a bit. Sure. When you look at this roster the way it could shape out over the next month, give me an idea of some guys that that, that, that may make a, a 
more of an impact than I realize throughout this this process. Start with Max Unger. I mean, listen, I got accused of being the homer because when Jimmy got shipped to Seattle and we got Max out of the deal, I think I was the only one that saw the bright spot in it. I mean, you go back to the 09, everyone's trying to, okay, well, what do we do to win the championship? Well, man, we could run the ball on anybody. And we dominated up front, you know, with uh, Jonathan Goodwin at center and Carl Nix at guard and Jari at the other guard and Stinchcomb, you know. And so if you look at the basics of, of how do you dominate in this game, you better start up front. So when you get arguably the best center in the game, and yeah, you lose arguably one of the best tight ends in the game, I still think at the end of the day, the team got better. And so people went into panic mode of, oh, it's Jimmy. Well, Jimmy's a monster, but a lot of Jimmy's success came from number nine. And Jimmy won't have the same success that he had here out in Seattle. So the Max Unger deal, I'm excited to watch how that continuity comes together throughout camp and then how it leads to success throughout the season. How will the Saints defense be better in oh, in, uh, in 2015? I mean, I haven't talked with Rob too much. I talked to him at breakfast this morning, but they've got to tackle better. I mean, if you turn on tape from last year, I mean, if they miss half as many tackles, you could take their league ranks, which, you know, honestly, in every statistical category that you care about, they, I think they were 28th or worse. But if you just change the tackling aspect, they're probably 15 in all those categories. And then if you put a 15th-ranked defense with Drew and Sean's offense, you're, you're chasing a ring, you know. And so – um, I would say, listen, if, if I was going to focus on one thing in camp, listen, if you can't tackle or you're not willing to tackle, you're not going to be on my team. Zach Shreve talked yesterday about these first couple of days of camp, and he said, I don't care how long you've been in this league, you still have those start of camp jitters, <laughs> bumps, you know, nervous energy almost. Yeah, well, the good ones do yeah. because you never relax, and, and Zach's that type of guy that's always you know, been fighting and clawing and scratching to stay where the level that he's maintained, and so um, you get too many guys that relax too much and then find themselves in a position of why they got cut, but those are the championship mentalities you want. You want guys that are nervous, that are anxious to get out there and perform, and never want to let Sean and this coaching staff down and Brett Ingles, the O-line coach, because that's how you pursue championships. We're going to put on the pads for the first time tomorrow. How does that change for a player coming out of that locker room in the morning? <laughs> well, you better have your chin strap button. I know it is Sean Payton-led training camp because there's going to be some hitting and some thumping, and I know the intensity that Rob's going to lead with on that defensive side of the ball. But it's really just the mentality. So you're out here on day one, day two, saying, okay, hey, what are the X's and O's? What are the depths of my route? But I'm not getting hit. So there's a relaxation mode that you can't have when the pads go on. So things will change tomorrow, and you really start to kind of to separate, you know, of, okay, who can really play and then who can't, who, who's mentally tough and who's not. Heath Evans is with us. Hey, when I talked to you back in the spring, your uh, social media philanthropy was just getting set to take off. What's the latest on that? <laughs> it's uh, We're about two months old, generositrend.com. Um, you know, we're, we're giving away tickets to a Lucky Saints fan. People can hit my Twitter feed and see that giveaway. Lucky Saints fan is going to win home opener tickets to uh, um, airfare, hotel, the whole deal to week two versus the Bucks for the Saints fan. And then Patriots fan can win the home opener uh, there versus Pittsburgh to kick off that season and drop the banner. Uh, but generositrend.com. Uh, it's going well, you know, trying to get celebrities to help them raise a lot of money for their charitable causes. Yeah, I, I told you this back in the spring. I think it's just a cool idea. Thank hey, your you. Twitter handle again? HeathEvans44, at HeathEvans44. Good to see you. How long are you with us this week? Uh, yeah, I've got to go back today. I got here last night, got to be part of the team, watch you know, the team meetings, and uh, Sean and I got a workout in last night. Uh, you can ask him who won that workout. Um, and then uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, i got to head back after practice today, get back in studio tomorrow. I'll just stick with my own assumption on that. I don't think I'm going to ask him personally. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. He, he, tried to, he tried to set up a workout that was all high-intensity reps and everything else he thought he was going to get me. He told Drew in advance, he's like, hey, listen, I got this workout. I'll, a whole bunch of, a couple hundred reps, I'll get Heath in this one, and I, I beat him out in the last couple seconds. <laughs> Let's just say this. How about when you and I are both 
coach's age, we're in as good a shape as he is. Would that be all right? Listen, I, I hope so. Sean, it was a <laughs> grueling workout, and, and, he, and I beat him by about one second. <laughs> Heath Evans, thank you very much. Good seeing you, buddy. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Well, Brandon Cooks just walked out the practice field. He joins us now. Now, Brandon, practice ended like 45 minutes ago, but you're just now walking off the practice field. Take me through your, your post-practice routine. I'm curious. Um, you know, mainly, um, you know, I catch whatever, either kickoff returns or punt returns right after practice and then get some balls in with the quarterbacks, or run, run a few routes, um, you know, and work on some releases and things like that, part of my game, and then uh, catch a few more balls uh, from the jugs machine and then go over to the fans and maybe sign some autographs here and there and come over and talk to you guys. How much of that came with you from your college football days and how much of that did you learn here as a pro? Uh, I would say that I think I've been molded like that for a while uh, in college. I always had a routine after practice. Uh, I find my regimen, uh, you know, and that's what I stick into my schedule. All right, take me back to a year ago. Give me an example of something that was hard to adjust to as a rookie that seems pretty normal now for you. Um, as a rookie, just going out there, um, I want to say the, the playbook. Um, you know, last year I was thinking to thinking a lot, I would say, about the playbook. And when you think uh, something else gives up, gives. You know, if you're thinking a lot, you're not going to be playing as fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I know, this, I know the playbook pretty pretty well, um, I'm out there, I'm not thinking as much, and I'm able to play fast and actually focus on my game instead of just, hey, am I doing the right thing? Now I know I am. Brandon, how did you fix that? Was it just was it an off-season thing or just time? Uh, just time and an off-season thing. Just made sure I stayed on top of that. Um, that's that's all it was, yeah. What do, you, what do you feel like you need to be better at here in year two? I'm sure there's a list in your head. Um, you know, i got to be better at my yards at the catch. Uh, that's one thing uh, that can be a, actually a lot better, uh, especially my, my style of play. I need to be able to take those short balls and uh, take them the distance, and, and, and that's what I focus on that out here at practice, uh, just practicing what I'm going to see in the game. Why didn't you, what, what made it hard to do that last year? That did, 
and what when did you realize it? I wouldn't say I what made it hard. I just probably wasn't as focused as much as getting that yards at the catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was more focused on uh, you know getting the ball and getting what we need. But now I need to take that in the game to the next level. Watching you the last two days, it doesn't seem like there's a spot on the field where they don't want you to be. I think you've caught a, I think you've caught a ball in just about every piece of green grass yeah. out there. Uh, I mean, that's that's what this offense. That's so beautiful about this offense. Uh, uh, you really can't key on guys like that because you don't know where to, where they'll be. They put us in so many different positions, and that's the beauty of it. Uh, Coach Payton does a great job of finding your strength and uh, making them work for you. I know some fans would love to see you just run by guys. I mean, just just flat beat them down the yeah. field. Um, is that it, do you see yourself being used that way, or is it more like like I saw today, kind of dragging over the middle a little bit here and you and coming what? back on things? I think all, all around um, I, to be able to blow the top off. Uh, that obviously uh, that's where I come in my speed coming to play. Be able to run the routes uh, as well. So um, I, I just feel a mixture. You're not going to be able to key. What do you do with pressure? Do you put it on yourself? Do you feel it from outside sources? Do you like it? No, I, I don't know what pressure is. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't listen to the outside uh, too much. And from with our teammates, um, you know, we all know what we got to do, and we held accountable in some area, and and we just do it. This is our job. Pressure. When, when you feel pressured, I know that you're not prepared. Uh, so off season was 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 wonderful, and I feel like I prepped for this season at a high level. So there's no pressure at all. Brandon, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about your football team's defensive secondary. What are you noticing about this group right now? We got a great secondary. I mean, Kenny Vaccaro, he. He, he's he, he, he's reminding me like he was in college with that fire when I played against him in a bowl game. Uh, he has that fire in his eye and, and, and that intensity. Keenan Lewis, great corner. Brandon Brown, another great corner. Um, Jarris Burke, can't wait for him to get back here out here. Raphael Bush, I mean, I can go down a list and, uh, and, and name the guys that we have. And, and they're playing at a high level right now, and that's the beauty of it. A lot of people question our defense. Uh, they'll see this year. Yeah, they may make it a little tough on you guys in camp, won't they? That, and that's what you want. Uh, so when you go out there and play uh, on game day, it's a whole lot easier. You want it hard to be inside and uh, fun on, on Sundays. All right, continue good health. Have a great camp. Thank you. I yep. really appreciate it. Brandon Cook's with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and host your birthday party, corporate event, or a holiday party in a Pelicans luxury suite. No matter who you're entertaining, let the Pelicans take the hassle out of finding a venue and planning world-class entertainment. Luxury suites are available now for the games throughout the Pelican season, giving you great seats to see the biggest stars in the NBA. For more information and to book your luxury suite night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a pita taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. All right, John, as we get ready for uh, practice tomorrow on Saturday, and again, there'll be a morning session at 8.50 Eastern time, and hopefully the weather will be just as nice as it was today for the guys. Um, 
but early on in camp, there's a lot of fun things to watch. Tomorrow it really cranks up, though, when the, the full pads come out. Well, first let me back up. Jim Henderson and Mike Triplett cheat. Let me state that for the record. Now, I'll go on. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into the pads tomorrow, and that'll be you know some great stuff to tell you guys about on Monday because you know this is what you really look forward to in training camp. You look forward to the contact drills. Yes, the skill position guys, you can get a bit of a read on them you know, when you're out and you're just running around and you're not tackling and everybody's trying to stay on their feet. But you really can't gauge the big guys until they get physical with one another and really press the advantages. And hopefully, you know, you don't want to get into tackling. But, you know, when they put those pads on, I guarantee you somebody's going down because that's just their natural reaction. They want to have those pads on. They want to show, you know, this is a testosterone-heavy sport. These guys want to show who the king of the hill is. So we'll look forward to seeing some of those one-on-one -on -one battles when they put those pads on tomorrow. All right, I know that you listened to a bunch of the guys with their post-practice uh, press conferences today. Coach Payton, Luke McCown. Brandon Cooks, I know Akeem Hicks was out here. Who am I missing? Oh, Jari Evans was out here post-prec and C.J. Spiller. Give me your biggest takeaway or two from what those guys perhaps said today. Well, I mean, Luke McCown, um, one of the takeaways you get from him is, one, he's the nicest guy in the world, but two, you know, the quarterback competition isn't, you know, cutthroat. These guys are really out to help one another. So, you know, in the end, they're try trying to make the group as a, as a position better as opposed to looking out for oneself. And you admire that about him because, you know, Luke McCown's a veteran, and he's like, look, you know, if I'm not helping Drew Brees, then what am I here for? So, you know, they all take that approach to one another. And C.J. Spiller, you know, he's a guy who, you know, in the running back rotation, he says, look, you know, I'm not looking to be, you know, a one a one workhorse kind of guy and and that's not the NFL now he says look it's probably best that you have several backs to keep them fresh so you know I think he he's looking forward to the rotation with Mark Ingram and Kyrie Robinson and perhaps Tim Hightower good stuff thank you sir great stuff man having yep. having a good time and then uh, we'll uh, get back at it again in the morning yeah no doubt thanks again to Brandon Cooks and Heath Evans as well thanks to you as always for listening to our podcast we'll look forward to doing this again on Monday in this format. Otherwise, ongoing coverage throughout the weekend and the rest of today on NewOrleansSaints.com. That's where John will be. He'll be riding there later. We'll have some videos wrapping up the day, and we'll show you a lot of what happened here at Saints Training Camp 2015, presented by Verizon, of course, on your Saints mobile app, too. Don't forget to download or make the update on that app. It's getting a nice, good lift, a good boost today, as a matter of fact. All right, that'll do it from White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, and the Greenbrier. And from here at training camp, for John DeShazer, I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. Thank you.